This podcast is sponsored by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. So as the weather warms up, we're outside gardening or doing yard work. There are so many opportunities for skin issues, right? And for me, it's always a mystery to know what's going to irritate my skin, but I'm definitely out there itching and scratching. But the good news is active skin repair always seems to save the day. Active skin repair can be used to treat a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, and other types of skin damage. It's also safe and non-toxic, making it suitable for use on all skin types, all parts of the body, and even on rosacea, eczema, and acne-prone skin. Here's what I want you to do. Visit ActiveSkinRepair.com to learn more about Active Skin Repair and get 20% off your order when you use code JOYFUL. Again, that's www.ActiveSkinRepair.com. Find out more about the product and get 20% off your order when you use the code JOYFUL. Listeners, welcome back to the final episode of Becoming Sproutable, a limited podcast series that takes you through the biggest tools and concepts of parenting with positive discipline. I'm Casey O'Rourke, positive discipline lead trainer, parent coach, adolescent lead at besproutable.com, host of the Joyful Courage podcast, and mom of two teenagers. And I am joined by my favorite co-host ever, Julietta Skoog, also a positive discipline trainer, parent coach, early years lead at besproutable.com. And I just really feel like I need to say one of the original founders of Be Sproutable and mom to three, a little, a middle, and a tween. Hi, Jules. <laughs> Hi, Casey. This has been this, so much fun doing so this fun. series with you. I know. We're going to have to come up with other limited series. We have to do this again. So don't worry, listeners. This isn't the end. This is only the beginning. Do you have any good parenting stories to share as we start? Well, one of my favorite stories around the topic that we're going to be talking about today is when my oldest was young and she was showing us one of her pictures that she made. So she was definitely a preschooler and she kept saying, do you like it? And I would say, Oh, I see you used blue and I see you used green over here and tell me about this part. And she would, she would. And then she would say, but do you like it? (laughs) And I'd say, well, it's, you know, curators and museums, I went on a whole thing about this (laughs) as she glazed over, you know, artists, it's really their vision and curators will put different pieces up in a certain way that speaks to them in a certain way, but it's not their job to like it or not like it. It's to put up the art and see how people respond to it, to a four-year-old. And she's like, but do you like it? We went (laughs) round and round and round, as I said, you know, it's clear you worked really hard on this. And then finally from the other room, John just yelled out, oh, come on, (laughs) Joseph. We love it. It's the best painting ever. And I just, I'll, I love that story so much, but I'll always remember it, you know, because it is, it's so hard. They'll really, they'll really push you for sure. And I know we're talking about encouragement today and in context around praise and growth mindset and just deeper encouragement as a concept and tool. And I always love telling that story. What about you? Do you have any good parenting stories today? 
Well, I do. I am actually in celebration right now because we just found out, Rowan just got word that she passed her practical exam. She's a licensed esthetician, Jules. So to people that don't know, my daughter just this last year completed esthetician school. She followed through on all the testing to get her license. This is a huge accomplishment for her. She's also, as when this podcast comes out, she will be a few weeks into winter quarter at the local community college and has goals and plans to transfer to a four-year college to study writing. And I share this, I share this because those of you that have been around my community long enough know that two years ago, this same child dropped out of the 11th grade. About three weeks into the school year, she dropped out. I was so scared. I was so confused. And I really was I, I I was just kind of at a loss for a period of time around how to parent her through what she was going through. And there were mental health. I mean, there was a variety of things. But I share this story and this celebration because, you know, one of the things that I like to remind myself and remind parents is that, you know, challenges are temporary. And what feels really hard and really dark and really bleak has a has a shelf life and 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 it's all like process and and you get to move through it and get to a different side of it and and Rowan has and we have and so yeah I just wanted to share that for all the listeners who have teens who are really in it with them I see you and have faith my friends have faith in yourself and in your kids because like don't forget that we're wired for self-preservation and even though your kids are struggling you can create space for them to to move through it and you can too so that's my celebration that's my story it's a big celebration Casey that's a big deal and you know when you look back I mean celebrating of course all that that your daughter has come through but celebrating the way that you showed up as a parent and all the ways that you could have controlled and punished and disconnected and thrown her out or, you know, leaned hard or parented with fear. And you've stayed up. I know it wasn't hard. I've been with you through it. I mean, it was, and you made sure connection and the message of love and relationship and, you know, being on her side, showing up for her, you know, always came through. Yeah. And I was imperfect. Like I did try to lean in. I did try to get stern. It just turns out like, oh, this isn't useful either. Like, gosh. Well, and I think, but I think when we, when we talk about parenting, we have to remember it's not just the one off. And I don't know if you know this about me, but I, did you know this fun fact about Julieta Skoog that in high school, I was the stat girl for the varsity baseball team for four years. Did you know that? (laughs) Do they have a special name for that person? Stat girl. I know. But yeah, <laughs> literally, I was the stat girl. It was like the best. I got to go in the springtime and I grew up in California. So, so beautiful. Twice a week, I could leave early, which sadly, I think it's like economics for my ninth grade year. I still feel like I failed in that area. But, and I would go I could get to sit in the lawn and on a bench and eat sunflower seeds and watch a baseball game. I was a big fan. Anyway, I bring us to this baseball metaphor because. We put people into the Hall of Fame when the batting average is 333, you know, mm-hmm. one out of three. And yet with parenting, we expect like we're supposed to be perfect, you know, 100% of the time. And 
you know, maybe there was the one time or the few times that you tried to get rigid, rigid or lean in, but really zoom out and looking at the overall, you know, in general, when you do the swath of the paintbrush, you know, your goal, your intention, your energetic hope, maybe it wasn't always executed, but you're, you know, you showed up with a hope for connection, relationship, solution focused, communication, problem solving, you know, all these topics that we've been talking about over the last few podcasts, when we come in with that intention in the end, you know, hopefully here you are two years later, you know, where we can use kind of chunks of time. I know I feel that way, even just with my own kids going through toddler years and preschooler years, you know, overall they're going to turn out. Okay. Yeah. 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 Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Thank God, spring into summer is my favorite time of year. After turning 50 last September, I've been really working on my physical health and well being and can honestly say that I am feeling better in my body than I have felt in a very long time. Yes, credit goes to movement and working out, but even more credit goes to how I'm feeding my body. That's why I love Factor. I fuel up with Factor's no prep, no mess meals, 35 different meal choices, and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. I always have a new flavor to explore. It's amazing. You can crush your wellness goals this May, keep time in the kitchen to a minimum, and enjoy effortless support for the lifestyle you want to be living with dietitian approved meals and ingredients you can trust from Factor. Head over to factormeals.com slash joyful50 and use the code joyful50 to get 50% off your first First box plus 20% off your next month. That's code joyful50 at factormeals.com slash joyful50. Again, that's 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Yes, yes, yes. Join me. Join me in the health revolution and feel really good this summer. Well, hey there, busy mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it but I will give you practical and more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free. So what we're going to talk about today is encouragement. And when I think about the two-year journey that we went through, some people have a really hard time with the word journey, but I'm down with it. It was a journey. And like the level of, when I think about two years ago today, the level of discouragement like was so palpable. And that was one of the pieces when we talk about relationship and we talk about moving through you know, it really comes back to, yeah, and and holding space for each other 
Encouragement is such a powerful, powerful tool for relationship, a, right? For relationship. A thousand percent. And I am so grateful to the Adlerian Psychology Foundation of Positive Discipline that brings the parenting implication of a misbehaving child is a discouraged child. Mm-hmm. And that aha and reframe, instead of looking at these behaviors that you were seeing as risky, horrible, Denedit, you know, all of these things versus what is it the code for? And when somebody is discouraged, whether it's you as a parent or a preschooler, or a toddler, even the the behavior that shows up, you know, is, is that code? It's saying I'm discouraged. And you wouldn't say if somebody said, Hey, I'm feeling really discouraged. You'd be like, Oh my God, you know, Hey, bring it in. Let me like encourage you. Let me tell you all the ways that you're doing it, you know, and you're, let me give you evidence for why things are, are going okay. And also like, I need you, you're important in my life. Like you contribute, you matter. Like we would, we would show, and we would say those things that you matter, you can contribute, you belong here. Mm-hmm. We would do that. But but we don't say that. We don't say, hey, I'm feeling discouraged. Our behavior reflects that. You know, our behavior shows that. So yeah. when our kids are are showing up with these big behaviors, that moment for us to break that code as a parent and say, okay, this kiddo is feeling discouraged. And so how do I encourage? Mm-hmm. The opposite of discouraged is encourage. Yeah. And I love thinking about what we talked about a few podcasts ago, um, belief behind behavior and the iceberg metaphor. Like, I feel like the encouragement tool, the encouragement concept really when used in a way that's most effective and helpful, I hate using the word effective because it kind of feels a little manipulative-y. And that's not what I mean. But if our goal is to increase connection and to support our child in kind of feeling buoyed or bolstered by their greatness, you know, that's really an under the surface tool. It's it's allowing, it's remembering like, like you just said, what's happening at the surface, what's happening at the tip of the iceberg is communication around some kind of discouragement. So let's Let's figure out what that is, right? Stop me if I already told you the story because I am in this phase of life where I am turning <laughs> my own mother, where I just tell the same stories over and over again. But when we hit the pandemic and Leona was almost three and suddenly we started seeing these behaviors that were really destructive around the house. Oh, yeah, yeah. You shared Yes, yes. That moment of saying, okay, what's going on underneath, you know, moved us out of just survival mode that we all were in, in the pandemic and thinking about your last two years also coinciding with a year fighting cancer and, Mm -hmm. you know, two years of a pandemic. I mean, all these variables that if I had just addressed the behavior from the surface, you know, put her in timeout take away all her things, like, you know, yell at her, like can make her conform or same with you and Rowan, you know, if you'd like just kind of tighten down the hatches, then living in that survival mode would not have allowed us to really go below and explore and use those opportunities to teach life skills and grow in relationships and just be deeper human beings around it. And we would have missed out for us, the solutions that we came up with around 
camp cartwheel and taking time for training and moving the furniture around and, you know, doing little things like this. And same for you and Rowan, the fact that you explored online school and explored esthetician school and had her, you know, help you with podcast production, like all these other ways and solutions Mm -hmm. that, that carry us, you know, through. So, yeah. And I will say, you know, when I hear you say like, the alternative being, you know, batten down the hatches, lay down the hammer, like this is how it's going to be. You know, I would be concerned. I'm concerned about because I was, you know, pretty easygoing as a teenager. And a lot of that was kind of my 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 dad's style. My dad and my stepmom, they definitely were. I was grounded a lot. We'll just say that. Um, didn't I mean, obviously it wasn't useful because I was grounded a lot. So the lesson was not really landing for me. Mm-hmm. However, yeah, being and, and to Rowan's credit and Rowan will be, you know, doing the show notes for this. So I know she's listening. Love you, Rowan. To her credit, like her steadfastness around like, I mean, not explicitly with this language, but basically she was like, no, that's not I, this is like she was her self-preservation was so off the charts. I didn't realize it at the time that that's what ha- was happening, but so much so that it, I was forced to think about it differently. And, and and I'm so grateful to her for being the kid that she is, because now I get to be in service to parents who also have teenagers that are really, you know, pushing back in a variety of ways and forcing them to reconsider, forcing parents to reconsider the narrative. Like, I didn't know I was holding a narrative until mm-hmm. this, it was really confronting me, um, well, and anyway, be- and that was incurred, you know, like that also like, OK, even moving her in the direction of, OK, well, you need to like, what is it going to look like to get your GED? What are your plans? I mean, there was a period of time where talking about future plans was like more triggering than like it wasn't a useful conversation. But once she got support and was able to talk about future plans, that's when we really, that's when she started to feel more encouraged because there was a vision for her. And then I got to just kind of be a guide side by side, like, okay, so if that's what you want, what's the next step to get there? What do you need? How can I support you? Um, Well, and you and I both got trained up here in Seattle with Jody McVitie, who we adore and um, her definition that she, or the definition then that we under, you know, have of encouragement that we learned from her is that forward motion of allowing or sort of creating the pathway for another human being to be their best self, for Mm -hmm. them to have courage and core, the Latin root core meaning of the heart, you know, and this true essence that all little people have, you know, I mean, that really like mind blowing spirit essence potential that these little babies all have to, to be great, to be themselves, to be the person they're meant to be. And so that encouraging as a, as a parent is not molding them to who we want them to be, but helping them to, to find the pathway to be their best self, you know? And so when I think about that language that a lot of our, our young transgender kids have when they are consistent, insistent, persistent is also a really nice model for other kids too. Like, what are they really trying to tell us here? You know, Wait, say that again. 
I've never heard that before. Oh yeah. Consistent, insistent, and persistent. So when there's a little one who's like, no, I am a boy inside, you know, or this is who I am. And we say, oh, it's just a phase or, oh, it's just when it is consistent and persistent and insistent, they're really telling you who they are, Mm. you know? And so just even hearing the way you describe Rowan around that, you know, definitely for us to, as parents, then when we are encouraging that we really are allowing them to be their best self, which actually makes me think too of your definition that you draw from Brene Brown around leadership too, of, you know, as a leader, as a parent, that we are, like you said, that buoyancy. Responsible, yeah, responsible for finding the potential in lifting up potential in people and processes. Yeah, I love that. Encouraging versus parenting that can be, and I, and I won't just say, you know, maybe I, cause I lean more authoritarian when I get into mischief, but for even for the permissive or just the like, give up, you know, let go, like whatever, I don't care anymore, you know, or I don't even want to get into it. It's just too hard. I'm just too tired. Yeah. That's where I go. Um, I kind of, I'm a pretty 50, 50 vacillator actually, but. Okay. Well, there you go. There you go. <laughs> but, <laughs> background. <laughs> but you know how neither of those, you know, are, are encouraged, you know, that doesn't, neither of them help in right. that, that way. Right. Either. And so, um, and so when we say encourage then that we feel encouraged, that we have courage when we have a sense of significance and belonging. Mm-hmm. So that part, feeling I can contribute, I matter, that's the significance, and I am connected to others, that's the belonging. And the little side rabbit hole that I want to go down is that without that sense of contribution or significance, if it's just the belonging, then we have a whole army of entitled kids. Yep, yep. yep. I matter so much. Right. You know? So thinking about that in a different way too, I think when we, you know, a lot of times the encourage, like, oh, I'm just going to encourage you and you can do anything and how can I help you? And I'll, you know, all this, but don't forget parents. It's, it comes with that deeper sense of what can I do? And self-esteem comes from having skills. Yeah. You know, we can't say, oh, you can feel incapable. Like, I love that feeling capable, knowing that I'm capable. Yeah. So thinking about in your home or in your families or in your communities, how is your kid capable? What are they contributing? What are they doing around the house? What are they responsible for, you know, that they can feel proud of, you know? Yeah, I love that. And I'm thinking about your story about the painting too, right? Because feeling capable, like, and that Brené Brown quote, I'm thinking about process, right? Process, movement, you know, skills are learned through experience, Right. And so one of the things that we talk about in our classes are the three different types of encouragement and um, which are descriptive, appreciative and empowering encouragement. And I know that parents really like to have language to anchor in on. So we're going to give you some language and I'm also going to just share like you got to believe what you're saying. <laughs> like If this is just some technique thinking this is what I'm going to use to get them to do what I want. You're missing the mark. Ultimately, we want to nurture an an encouraging environment. And part of that comes from the way that we're talking to our kids, mm-hmm. right? So descriptive encouragement. Do you want to talk, do you want to talk about descriptive encouragement first? Sure. Yeah. And, and, and yeah, a lot of parents will say, well, where do I start? Okay. I'm in, I'm in, but what do I, what do I say? Right. Right. Um, 
And so that's where we start with, I notice. And that phrase is so helpful. You can just play with this. I know with the teens, even with the teens peeps. Yeah. yeah. And the key is not to add anything to the end with judgment. It's without judgment. So I noticed you unloaded the dishwasher or I noticed your Japanese homework is still on the counter or I noticed your bed is made or just, you know, whatever that it's very, it's just, it's neutral in that way, you know? And it really is, I see you. It's that avatar, you know, I see you. I am here. I see you. Do you know this, Casey, that we say this, my kids say, and I say this to each other. It's so sweet. Just like avatar. Yeah. I, I see, see you. you. And oh. then we respond. I'm here. I see you. Oh, uh, it's not sweet because I used to do this with my students in a classroom and it's so powerful as you've done in big groups too. Mm-hmm. And a few times my kids have come up and just say, I see you. And I know it's their bid for connection. Oh, mm-hmm. same here. Thank you. Love yeah. It. So it's just that I notice, but it can be, it's very neutral in that way. And so that's that part in describing her painting, for example, I see blue, I see this, you know, I, I saw you working in there so hard. You know, I noticed that you had this, you've had this out for three days. That is so much deeper than just me being like, good job. Yeah, yeah totally. Totally. I love that. I love that. Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? Do you want to create space in your schedule so you have room for more of the good stuff? Play, joy, relationships, gratitude, and more? If you answered yes to any of these questions, I invite you to check out Edit Your Life, a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, Christine Ko, and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, You'll come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us. And the second type of encouragement is appreciative encouragement. And this is where, well, one thing I want to say about descriptive encouragement is I notice when parents practice it, because we have parents practicing in our classes, we have them, you know, kind of turn to a partner and practice this language. Some of the feedback that I'll hear is that it's really hard to drop the judgment. That's really hard not to say, you know, thank you for doing that thing. And so we're going to get into that with appreciative encouragement. But I I do want to say a little caveat for the parents of teenagers is the teen brain is really sensitive to judgment, really, really sensitive to judgment, even when it's positive. 
right? And so this is really useful, a useful practice for all of you parents of teenagers out there is to really embody, like learn and practice embodying neutral. (laughs) That will serve you in so many different situations. You know, anytime my kids say, mom, I have to tell you something, immediately my internal experience is, okay, I'm going to feel my feet on the floor. I'm going to pull back my shoulders a little bit, open my heart and take a deep breath. Okay. Let me know. Right. Like I have to ground myself because I have no idea. All I know is what has come after that statement, which has been, you know, a, a variety of, of things that were not very exciting to hear. <laughs> Because my kids don't say, I'm thinking about doing this thing. My kids say, I did this thing. So anyway, um, so yeah, finding your neutral and really learning to drop like as as best as you can, right? Really learning to drop the judgment. And then with appreciative encouragement, you know, it, there is a space for, hey, you know what? It really helped me out when you saw that the dishwasher needed to be emptied and you just did it. Like, I just really appreciate that. Or you know, thanks for parking on the street, knowing that dad was coming home from work later and would need to be in the driveway. I appreciate, you know, you thinking ahead like that. Um, so yeah, appreciative encouragement is I appreciate or thank you for, um, as far as the languaging goes, would you say anything more about that, Jules? Well, I think within encouragement, within that shift of intention with our own language, you do have to be, it's, it's that mindful presence. So yeah. there is a time when I notice really lands in that way versus just thank you. And I appreciate So it's that mindfulness of really thinking about what am I saying right now, mm-hmm. you know, and how is it going to, how is it going to be helpful? Is it descriptive? Is it appreciative? You know, what is the, what's my intention even just behind it, you know, building more connection or allowing them to think for themselves. So I just that. that presence. Yeah. And then the third being empowering encouragement. And I already mentioned the bullshit radar, right? That teens have empowering encouragement is really around sharing your trust, your faith in their ability to, in their capability, really, mm-hmm. and providing evidence for that. So that's like one of those places, one of the places where I talk to parents about this isn't a script. This isn't like, okay, I'm going to tell my kids hey, I trust you to figure this out, turn and burn and expect that they are figuring it out. Instead, it sounds like, hey, you you guys are arguing about what show to watch. And, you know, you had the same argument yesterday and you came up with a really creative solution. So you guys are problem solvers. I trust that you can figure it out tonight as well. I'm going to be in the kitchen. Let me know if you need any support. I have to walk away. It's very difficult for me to stand and observe. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, and I would say for the littles, this is where I get a real PSA around the tone and the, and the, our voice that we have to little kids talking to them like a baby using these baby voices. I'm talking about, you know, even when they're 18 months old, having a strong, confident, like, I trust you can do this. You can handle mm -hmm. this. Just saying to my warrior last night, you got this. You are so capable as she's taking out the recycling by herself. I say, I'll stand right here and I'll watch you. You know, you you can do this. I trust you did. You took a shower by yourself last night. Show me you can do it. You've got this. So yeah. really, it's that embodying part two with empowering encouragement. Like you said, that radar comes up. You've got to really believe it. And I've had parents sure. say, 
But what if I don't? Then I'm like, then don't then say don't it. Then don't say it. Yeah. Don't say it. <laughs> yeah. See, I mean, yeah. Yeah, right? You know, yes. that's, that's the whole point is that intention of like, what do I want to say? What is my goal here? You know? Yeah. So, and we could go, I mean, the interesting thing about this, Casey, is it opens up for me, like in all the work that I do with families, there's so many offshoots of encouragement, like around um, persistence and resilience and growth mindset and, you know, giving up on things and intrinsic motivation and self-determination theory, you know, how do we bring, how do we help kids cultivate autonomy and that competence and those skills and things that kind of all, it's fun. I mean, I love it. I so geek out on all of this and how they all interweave with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is the place to begin, you know, yeah. yeah, to really practice and play with and practicing your family meetings, giving compliments and using this kind of language throughout the day saying, I notice and that trust and the empowering pieces and looking at routines and all these other tools that you have to support, you know, the systems that you have to support this kind of language as well. So that then you can get into these other, you know, these other kinds of power struggles or activities getting up or, you know, all that. Well, that's the next limited series right there is we'll just tease apart all the offshoots of encouragement. Doesn't that sound yummy? For real. Yeah. Because I, you know, the other thing that wasn't mentioned, but it's, it's also an opportunity to highlight the skills that you see alive in your child. And I have a short story about this. Um, which is my sweet daughter. She's getting a lot of airtime today. Uh, She went through a tough few weeks with working full time and had to have some hard conversations. She flexed resiliency muscles. She had to take responsibility for some things. Uh, She really showed mutual respect, self-care, self-regulation, like all these things. And I texted her one day and I said, you know, Rowan, you've been through a lot in the last couple of weeks and named some of those things. And I said, you might want to take a few minutes and just write yourself a little note so that you remember what it, like, what were the tools that you use that help you get through these last few weeks so that you have a place the next time you feel like this to come back to and remember like, oh yeah. Now, I don't know. I'm not sure if she actually did that. She, I think she just hearted my message. She didn't say like, great idea, mom. But I planted a seed. And now she's hearing it again as she listens to the podcast. But I planted a seed for her, you know, to it, to even begin to see the fact that, yeah, that was a hard couple of weeks. And I did pull it off. I did make it through. So, you know, this is, encouragement is also about naming what isn't necessarily in your child's consciousness and bringing it into their consciousness so that then you can remind them, hey, you resilience is a part of you. Remember that time, what you went through? Like that was resilience. You can use that same tool in this new situation, in this new domain. That's brilliant. I mean, I that's where we can, we definitely need to have another limited series because yeah. all of those kinds of tools within that around self-talk mantra that's not just kumbaya, but now that we know is attached to neuroscience and research-based. And when we as parents can be that voice that then gets into, it's that tool for them to be able to speak to themselves in that way. Yes. And themselves, like you were giving Rowan that tool for, how do we encourage ourselves, which is hard to do. That's yeah. next level for sure. 
Yeah, totally. (gasps) Oh, Casey. Oh, man, this is crazy. Well, before we, before we end, what does becoming sproutable mean to you in the context of encouragement? Oh, wow. I know. I feel like we could say the same thing every week, but it's true. I know. Well, what does it mean for, I'm going to, I'm going to, you make me go first. Back to you. Yeah. Um, well, something that you said in the conversation that I thought was really important and it is a practice is around intention. And um, I think about some of the classes that I've taught and we get to week two and inevitably a parent will say like, oh, this is really hard. And I shift that language and I say, yeah, it's it's thoughtful. It requires thought and it requires intention. Um, and I think that when we as parents identify and and stay connected to our intention, we feel more encouraged and we are better able to hold space for our kids to feel encouraged as well. That's beautiful. Thank you. What about you? Um, I've got mine. I think that it is in this context, it is becoming our true self, our true essence, mm-hmm. our true potential as parents and as kids. Beautiful. Beautiful. Uh, listeners, thanks for being on this ride with me and Julietta. Uh, the Becoming Sproutable Limited podcast has been super fun to create and share with all of you, our collective, our now collective community. And Julietta and I, again, are just so excited for everything that is unfolding, as well as our third, Alana, sweet Alana who is just this brilliant mastermind of business and all things backend. We, the three of us are just so thrilled and honored to get to keep bringing all of you really high quality offers and solutions for parenting. So as I say every week, go to besproutable.com and find out about everything that's going on. Check out our brand new website, check out the coaching. If you're looking for one-on-one support, there's membership programs, there's on-demand programs for kid littles and nannies and preschool teachers. We're working on a downloadable program for parents of teens. There's a ton there. So go check it out. Sign up for our newsletter for those life-changing tips, as well as all of our offers. And again, just super stoked that we got to do this, Julieta. Oh my gosh. This, this has been so, so fun. Yeah. If I could do this every week, I would. Oh man, don't tease me with that talk. Don't (laughs) tease me with that talk. All right, friends. Uh, We'll see you next time. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs) 
Well, you're aiming more of a, we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, Mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell, Laughing in the Face of Motherhood, wherever you listen to podcasts.